Welcome to the Fiends of Folklore, where two sisters tell tales of ghosts and ghouls, hauntings and horrors, monsters and murders most foul. Turn out the lights, check under your beds, and prepare to meet the Fiends of Folklore. of folklore spooky tuesday edition it is me i sydney the tallest of the sisters it is me i abby the smallest of the sister <laughs> right doing? off the bat um i'm good you know what i um you know what we made a startling rediscovery last night um it wasn't I am... startling for me no it wasn't startling for anybody um i am still allergic to limes yep and you uh-huh. had two margaritas. I sure did. We partied hard, <laughs> safely, in the comfort of my own living room. Mario Kart was involved. Don't come for me. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, bitch had two margaritas. And <laughs> um, everything hurts. I'm not even hungover. I'm just in pain. Like, it's You're just... just allergic. That's what's the bullshit. It's like, I didn't even get drunk. I just had an allergic reaction. Like, that's some bullshit. Honest to God. Um, it feels the same, though. Yeah. <laughs> How are I was you? kind of talking about it like I was there. I was. I just got a text about it at like three in the morning. I know it's um, fine. <laughs> I'm good. I just woke up. I started trying this new thing where I sleep in on the weekends. Ooh, that's gross. What's that like? It's nice. Uh, okay. I feel like I've wasted my entire day by nine a.m. But it's nice. It's yeah, good. I get that. I used to sleep until like eleven a.m. on the weekend, and like now I'm like, no, no, no. We got things to do. We're busy people. Like chop, fucking chop. Like, mm-mm. no, man. Well, like it's a big difference between like I wake up at five forty-five. That's true. You do wake up ungodly early. I wake up at the same time to go to my job, so I get that. Yeah. So I wake up at five forty-five, and I sleep until nine, and I'm like, that's half my day gone. Mm-hmm. That's a so, lot. It's a lot. It's a long time to sleep in. But you know what? It's been nice. I really need the rest, so. Okay, good. It's I'm been glad. Good. No, yeah. I'm proud of you, boo. Oh my gosh. What are we? A spooky Tuesday. Gosh, is this our first spooky Tuesday of the year? It is our first spooky Tuesday of the year. The and first... actually. Oh my goodness. I've had a thought. Okay, please hit me with it. So we call this spooky Tuesday, but have any of us considered that we could be calling this the fiends of folklore? <laughs> No, you did not just think of that. I did. I thought of it Sydney? the other day and it's in my notes, but yeah, oh the my... fiends of folklore. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Move over, Elon Musk. I have the best, we have the best fucking idea ever. <laughs> oh my God. I can't, we can't continue to call it Spooky Tuesday. I'm no, sorry. Spooky no, we're Tuesday done. Is dead. We're done. It's we're done. done. It's the fiends of folklore now. And it's Ian the... even offered to record like a spookier intro for <gasps> My God, I love your husband. Oh, this He's is an Ian appreciation tweet. Like, oh my God. <laughs> He's good people. Gotta find me a man like Eon Miller. Yes. Oh, yeah. Love that. You do. Wow. He's the bomb. Wow. You know, wow. Hold on. I'm not okay. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's a big, It's a, it you, was a big thought. How did you keep this from me? You know, it was actually a struggle. I almost told you like seven times. <laughs> I was like, all we do is talk. Like, I know I've been I know, busy. We text constantly. I have some no, things in I... the works right now, but like, girl, what? Yeah, I thought of it a couple of days ago and I was like, oh, that's good. And I haven't like, I just, yeah. So I'm glad you agree. Yeah, Spooky Tuesday is dead. It is now the fiends of folklore. That's what we're calling it. And like, yeah. I, that's perfect. It's a new year, new us. We're still the same. New year, new us. We're the same, but but we call this part different. This is the Something fiends different. of folklore. Oh, I fucking love it. You know what? This is why you're in charge. You know, this is why they Thank put you. you. Yeah, this is why you're. I'm glad that we let. I'm glad that we both pretend that I'm in charge. That's you know what? Nice. It's fun for both of us. I definitely think it's it changes. It up. It's a little game for us both to pretend like just because I'm the big sister, I'm in charge. That's a good time for me. It's a good time for me. If you didn't, if you didn't like it, I would have just been like. Oh, okay. Oh, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> Shut up. No, I fucking love it. It's so funny. I was on the phone with Mom the other day, and she's like, by the way, you know that I'm the friends of Folklore HR. And I was like, Mom, there is no debate on that topic. Oh, no. Like, oh, Alex no. is she's... just your right-hand man. Like, we get it. You're HR, Mom. You're the director. You're the director HR of Friends of Folklore. Um, <laughs> Sydney and I really are just figureheads at this point. Mom's the one making it work, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, That's my God. That's fucking funny. That is amazing. I'm so happy. So, I've never been happy. Welcome. Okay. 
to the fiends of folklore. Dun, dun, dun! Oh my fucking god. Oh my god, I'm making so much noise. <laughs> Rip this audio. Mine too, what dude. Mine too. I just the... had to turn down my levels. What the fuck? Don't turn them down too much, because like the last thing that we need. <laughs> oh no, my no, god. Just a tipple. Oh my um, god. Welcome oh to the god. fiends of folklore. Oh, I fucking love it. This I've never been happier. Like, dude, I'm, I'm so, so glad. Done. Wow. I'm so dead. Okay. Are you ready to just to discuss yeah. what we're going to Yeah. Well, I mean, like, do I have anything to say? Other, like, no. no hey, do you have any updates? No. Oh, well, you know what? I was on um, Monique's podcast, Baby That's Shroom right, Pod. I was on, it came out on Tuesday, last Tuesday, whatever date, right before our last episode. Um, and she and I had a great time. We had so much fun. So definitely check that out. We talk about yoga a lot of self-love um super fun super fun and she and i are gonna do my another episode what'd you say your cat is screaming my, well she's fucking ready screaming. oh he's no, screaming he's ready Tyrion. i know that's not he his just, name but he doesn't like it when i'm other places so if you hear tiny baby screams he's fine it's okay he's not being tortured he just to like do you ever like adopt a cat in quarantine and now you guys have and now we're just bonded for all eternity. <laughs> like, if I ever example, have to go back to work, he's going to explode. Honestly, your cat might not make it. You might have to take him to yeah. work with you. Oh my God, can you imagine like a little pouch for him though? Hear me out. What if we just, what, what if, if we, we just, just get oh him a God, little that'd pouch? Be amazing. That'd be Perfect. Amazing. Yeah, me and my cubicle, it's going to go really well. Sorry, okay. you were saying something. No, that's the worst thing ever. I, I literally, no notes. Get it, cubicle cat. No notes. Um, <laughs> no, but that happened and that was super fun. So definitely check that out. Um, if you're just joining us and don't know who the fuck Monique is, uh, you should. She, um, yes. she does all of our art and she is just the best human ever. Um, she's the unofficial third sister. So, well, now official. Yes. We both officiate. We both officiated it. We both, what's the word? <laughs> Which is funny because she, because she officiated my wedding. So that's funny. That oh, that's cute. That. Oh, it's like a play um, on word. Love that. Love that. Oh, oh my um, god, I'm so ready. Let's get fiendy. I have nothing else to say. I'm just so pumped. Like, I am, <laughs> so like, I am okay. very ill because I do not feel well. Um, oh, and my I, friend. No, it's okay because we're about to get fiendy up in here. We're fiends of folklore. Fiendy, 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 fiendy. Okay. fiendy. Everybody clap your hands. Right. Okay, let's go. <laughs> Charlie Brown. That's a different song. That's okay. different, yes. Yeah, that's not the... Uh... No, that's, that's, okay. still the cube, that's still the cha-cha slide. It's still the cha-cha slide, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> My brain almost said Cupid Shuffle, sorry. I know, that's incorrect. Yes, the cha-cha slide. It is the cha-cha slide. Okay, oh, let's God. do this. Okay. I'm ready. I'm okay. sorry. No, you're good. I'm so excited. I'm so pumped. Okay, so today we are discussing doppelgangers. Ugh, oh, man. Okay. Like, I knew that we were doing this, but I'm still creeped out. Like, honestly, Dude. like, it's a lot. It's pretty spooky. Like, there were a couple of points. Like, I finished my notes last night, and I was like, thank God it's still light outside, because I would be terrified. Yeah, honestly, anytime I've done my notes in, like, the dark of night, it's like, this is the end. I'm never even going to get to record this episode. Like, this is where she ends. No. No. Does an episode <laughs> about literal... waiting outside my window. <laughs> I was literally doing the episode about the Washington Square Park, and I'm, like, talking about aqueducts, and I'm like, time to die. You'll never get to explain <laughs> aqueducts to your sister. Like, mm-mm. Oh, no. And then you'll be a ghost in your shitty apartment. In my shitty apartment, God, if I, you have if, unfinished business. If I die in this apartment, I know that we've said that before, but if I die and have to haunt this stupid apartment, like, it already has electrical issues, so maybe I'm not the first one to oh haunt God. this apartment, but, like, I swear to God. Just I join swear the to club. God. That's so funny. No, I just, I, like, <laughs> here's the thing. If, if all that is required to become a ghost is to have unfinished business, I will 100% be a ghost because I am so bad at finishing things. Oh my god, I'm terrible. I start like eight projects and then never end them. Like, I am going, like, also, personally, part of me just wants to be annoying and, like, bother people. Okay, let's just be real friends of folklore. We're just gonna do this. Um, I don't really care who's listening. I just really want to bother my shitty ex-boyfriends as a ghost um especially the ones that were like ghosts aren't real and i'm like you know what they probably aren't but i don't like the attitude that you're bringing to the table you're patronizing me so yeah um yeah i I was thinking more like i have oh yeah i was thinking more like i have like i'm writing five concurrent novels right now oh yeah you 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 definitely are i have unfinished business you gotta finish those because i need something to read come on pack it up okay Yes, yes, ma'am. Okay, um, we're one so sentence in. <laughs> we're not even a sentence in. We great. haven't even. I've said the title. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing great. Hit me with it. So the word doppelganger is German, and it literally means double walker, 
Mm. And it refers to a lookalike or a double of a living person. Okay. Now, doppelgangers are sometimes called twin strangers because there have been many cases where two humanoids who are not at all biologically related appear very similarly. So that's a twin stranger. A doppelganger is a little bit different. Okay. So nowadays you might, you know, in the in the current zeitgeist, you might approach a friend and say, hey, like, how's it going? Oh my God, it's been so long. And then you realize you're talking to a complete stranger. That's a twin stranger situation. Well, but the next like... time you saw, the next time you saw that friend in real life, you'd probably say, oh, I saw your doppelganger. Oh, okay. Well, isn't there like a science thing where there's like 7,000 people who look exactly like you? Yes, and we'll get to it. Okay, great. Cool. We'll get awesome. To it. Um, so the idea of the doppelganger has a very dark history, like the actual doppelganger, not just seeing somebody who looks like your, your cousin Phil. Okay. And in mythology and literature, this is often a paranormal phenomenon of mm-hmm. like a ghostly apparition rather than a real person. And they are often seen as a very bad omen. Ooh, oh no. So the concept of alter egos is a pretty common one. We always see the motif of like evil twins in like every soap opera and like telenovelas ever yeah, written. because that's how it's done. Because they're doing it correctly. No notes. Exactly. No notes. <laughs> but the image of the twin stranger or double spirit exists all throughout folklore and many cultures throughout history. Okay. For example, in ancient Egypt, the ka referred to the spirit and could sometimes manifest as a physical counterpart that shares the same memories and feelings as the person. Oh, that's creepy. Like some sense age shit or what? I know that that's different, but like... (laughs) I love that show. I've never seen it, but I do understand the... (laughs) But yes, it's like a a physical representation of the soul. So sort of Mm -hmm. like a ghost, but not quite. Okay. Where... Oh, I forgot how to pronounce this shit. In Norse mythology, in Norse mythology, a Vardodger, 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 V, so V A R D, O with a symbol through it, G E R, Vardodger, Vardodger. I don't know if you would pronounce how you would pronounce the G. I think it might be a Y. Oh Jesus, <laughs> got nothing then. So <laughs> that word, got it. In almost, it's it's like an astral projection. Who can be seen performing an action before the person has actually performed it themselves. Oh, wow. So it's it's like a spiritual predecessor. So you might like be expecting your friend to come over and they knock on the door and you're like, oh, hey, you're early. And then they kind of just disappear and 20 minutes later they show up wearing the <gasps> exact same thing. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 yeah. no. That's like some creepy, um, mm-mm. I don't care for that. <laughs> Well, that's like the tamest version, so you better buckle up. Oh, fucking Um, hell. All right. Buckled in. (laughs) Buckled in. Because in several cultures, it is seen as a personification of death. Mm. So let's talk a little bit about, like, literature and film before we get into the real historical stories. Sure. The concept is used to explore the duality of nature um, to either rescue or condemn a character. So, you know, you have... The evil twin does something and the real character takes a fall or vice versa. The real character does something and the body double like takes the consequences for it. Mm-hmm. It's like a literary device in that way to sort of either condemn or rescue the character. Okay. Then it's also like a portent of doom like we talked about. It's been used as a representation of what might have been. For example, the doppelganger may be from a parallel dimension where different choices were made or different things happened. Or they're just there to sow trust in a different character, like um, the other mother in Coraline. Oh, okay. That's a great, that's a, that's a fucking great example. All right, cool. Like, yeah, to lull you into a false sense of security. Ooh, I don't, I don't, I don't like that. I don't like that That story is bomb. I mean, first of all, we love Coraline. No notes. But I hate that. I'm just going to bring up Neil Gaiman in every single episode. I'm sorry. Honestly, the fact that you don't do it more (laughs) is a little concerning. Like, what's going on? I I know the man's only written so much. But like, yeah, are you okay? Um, I'm good. Hey, man, you barely brought up Neil Gaiman in this episode. Are you okay? But I, it's like that. It's like creepy pasta level shit that I just yeah, ooh, yeah. Okay, I'm ready. Oh, we gonna get to it. So throughout history, there have been claims of and stories about doppelgangers. Many of our listen listeners have probably heard stories themselves, but I'm actually gonna go through a, fo- a few of the most like famous ones. Oh, I'm ready. Yeah, fuck yeah. So Sir George Tyron was an English vice admiral in 1893. Lovely. 
On June 22nd of that year, Sir George, off the coast of Syria, made a grave navigational error that ended in the collision of his ship, the HMS Victoria, into another ship, the HMS Camperdown, which led to the death of almost 400 sailors, including himself. Oh my, how do you fuck up? It's the ocean. How do you fuck up that hard? Go left. <laughs> I don't know. Go left. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that Well, works. unless it was like nighttime. really, really foggy. I mean, I know anything can happen. Yeah. It's the ocean. But like, wow. <laughs> so that night, as this was happening, as this man was literally dying, mm-hmm. his wife was having a party back home in London where several guests saw Sir George climbing down the stairs in his full naval uniform. They say he walked through several rooms, including the drawing room, where he was described as with his, like, eyes straight forward and he spoke to no one. Then he walked through a door and vanished. And That's... at the time, everyone was like, why are you so rude, Sir George? But the next yeah. day, they all, like, heard about his death several thousand miles away and had no understanding of, like, how that happened. Do you think he's just really pissed off because he thought he was going to get to haunt his ghost ship and now he has to haunt his fucking house? <laughs> do you think that like he got assigned to haunt his stupid he's like i don't even like it there like that's why i have a boat like i'd be pissed <laughs> well i wondered if it's like is he a ghost or was it just like sort of an astral projection like in your last moments where was he wishing he was home oh that now that makes it sad well i mean I know, it's all sad because he died um but wow that's a very good point <laughs> yeah. like in his last few like you know like when they're like your life flashes before your eyes or whatever i don't know mm-hmm. Um, haven't had enough near death experiences, I guess. But Can like, die, knock yeah. on wood. Um, but right. I would, but my dog will start barking. Um, right. Um, but like, basically, yeah, because your dog thinks it's the door. Um, <laughs> but that just kind of like, oh, that breaks my heart. Like, what? Yeah, it's like what you wouldn't give to be back in like somewhere safe. So like, you literally yeah. project your shit. Damn. Damn. Like, what if he was thinking about, like, the last time he was home, and no one was there the last time he was home, so that's why he was looking straight ahead. There was no one to talk to. Oh, that's the fucking tea. Because he was in his full uniform. Ugh. I know. I don't like it. Thanks. Don't worry, there's so many more that you're gonna Oh, I can't leave. Okay. I'm very, very excited. This one's, this one's especially fun. So... Percy Shelley, the husband to the famous Mary Shelley, author of Frankenstein, was said to lay upon, like, lay eyes on his own image several times in his life, usually when he was suffering from a particularly bad bout of depression. Interesting. So, on one occasion, shortly after his wife Mary narrowly survived a miscarriage, Percy Shelley was in Italy mourning the loss of the child when he came upon himself on the terrace. He approached... And they met in the middle, and the doppelganger looked at him and said, How long do you mean to be content? What? Guests in the house... Yeah, it gets worse. Guests in the house were also said to see Percy's doppelganger. A friend of Mary Shelley's named Jane Jane Williams was said to have seen him, and Mary later told the story after her husband's death. So I'm going to be quoting Mary relaying the story. Okay. So, quote, now Jane, though a woman of sensibility, has not much imagination and is not in the slightest degree nervous, neither in dreams or otherwise. She was standing one day, the day before I was taken ill, at a window that looked on the terrace with Trelawney. It was day. She saw, as she thought, Shelley pass by the window, as he often was then, without a coat or jacket. He passed again. Now as he passed both times the same way, and as from the side towards which he went each time, there was no way to get back except past the window (gasps) again, except over a wall 20 feet from the ground, she was struck at seeing him twice pass thus, and looked out, and seeing him no more, cried, Good God, can Shelley have leapt from the wall? Where can he be gone? Trelawney said, No, Shelley has passed. What do you mean? Trelawney says that she trembled exceedingly when she heard this and proved indeed that Shelley had never been on the terrace and was far from the time that she saw, thought she saw him. End quote. Wait, so he was still alive though, right? But like my man was in a different He was still alive, but he was not home and she saw him <gasps> twice. Oh my god. So here's the thing. Percy Shelley died in 1822 when he drowned in the Bay of Spezia in Italy and only a short time before that, he reported seeing himself on the beach pointing into the sea. Like, time to go, motherfucker? Well, so it was an accident. It was a sailing accident. 
but yeah, it was basically like a portent. Like he saw himself pointing in the sea, being like, "That's where we're gonna be, y'all." Oh my god! You can see why I was t- t- terrified. That's the thing that bothers me about like that is like that's like some time travel bullshit. Like, well, it's just it's just like. <sighs> But not even. It's so bizarre. Not not even. Yeah, it's so bizarre. Like, I don't have any explanation for it. Like, so. I, I'm sorry, but the second I see another one of me, it's hands. We're throwing. Cause, we're like, throwing. Oh, actually, then you're going to relate to the next story. <laughs> okay, thank God. Because, like, we're throwing hands. Like, there can only be one of us. And trust me, like, that's more than enough. Like, mm-mm. <laughs> And they're gonna be over here just like vibing and having a conversation with the other me. Yeah, I'm not gonna be second I'm... place to another version of me. I can't take that. I'm gonna be the Spider-Man meme just pointing at each other. <laughs> right? Oh my god. Okay, continue. So Catherine the Great, Empress of Russia, sure. awoke one night by servants who were shocked to see that she was in her room in her bed. They explained that they had just seen her in the throne room a moment ago. So Catherine got out of bed to investigate, and sure enough, she found a second Catherine sitting in her throne. <gasps> oh, no, I'm, nuh no, fuck that. She then ordered the guards to shoot at the second <gasps> Catherine, who then disappeared. <gasps> Catherine died of a stroke a few weeks later. Uh-uh, mm-mm, no, mm-mm. I know. I, I refuse. Also, I first of all, that's such a fucking evil twin trope. Like, shoot him. I'm the real one. No, I'm the real one. And then it's no, like, I'm no. I'm the real cat. Yeah, those those guards were ballsy. That's... She just, like, oh, disappeared God. into thin... What if they shot the real Catherine? Oh, man. Would they be fired? <laughs> and imprisoned, but definitely fired. I mean, fired definitely first Definitely fired, at the very least. At, you know, they could be dead fired. or, like, worse, expelled. Like, holy shit. <laughs> so, Queen Elizabeth I, another monarch, claimed to see herself lying in her own bed, motionless as if dead. She described the doppelganger as, quote, pallid, shivered, and wan. Despite being an incredibly rational and non-superstitious woman, Elizabeth I was shocked by the sight, and she actually died pretty quickly after that. Really? Yeah, like, it didn't have, like, an exact date to this, because I think this is probably more hearsay. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, she died very soon after. Yeah, that's, that's fucking freaky. <laughs> um, so I have, yeah, I have three more stories. The last one is my favorite, and it's definitely the longest, so. Okay, great. No, we're doing great. Okay. No, we're doing good. Okay. So, Johann Wolfgang von Goethe, who That's you may what they recognize, he who was an author, I think. He wrote <laughs> one of the Fausts. Oh, I, I don't believe. know about that shit. I... He's a very famous writer. Um, he's um, German. I meant to read a lot of classic novels, but I don't know if you know this, they're really boring, uh, so I stopped. <laughs> Listen, I, I studied English, and I'm right fucking there with you. Like, I can recognize that this book was the first book to do this thing, and that's super cool, but my god, yeah, that's it's the thing, so like, bad. Yes, I acknowledge that it's brilliant. Yes, I acknowledge that, like, it's important or something. But am I gonna sit there and read War and Peace? No. No. Okay, I'm not, listen, in, I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> in Dante's Inferno, in Dante's Inferno, the author literally inserted himself into the Bible and was like, I'm hanging with Virgil, who's like my favorite Bible dude, and he says I'm super cool and we're all besties now. And then everyone's like, this is peak literature. (laughs) It's a fucking Jesus and devil fanfic, and they're like... Yeah, I mean, so so is all of the Lord of the Rings. All of those dwarves, and like the Hobbit, obviously, all of those dwarves are literal dwarf names from Viking myth. Oh, like I didn't. Norseman. Oh, wow. That's not surprising. Honestly, that's not. That's, like, I read mean, every, the, literally just read the CRS's prophecy and you will see every single name you've ever heard from the Lord of the Rings trilogy. I can't. Oh, my God. It's just it's a fan, fan fiction. fiction. I love it. Everything so, is fan fiction. So, yeah. Everything is fan fiction. So, Johann Wolfgang von Goethe, mm-hmm, a <laughs> respected writer, poet, and politician, 
was riding his horse on the way home from a visit to a friend. I'm going to put friend in air quotes because I didn't give you the full quote, but there are parts of the quote where it sounds like they were doing stuff to each other. Oh, oh, are we making it gay? Okay, fine. I'll leave Oh, no, in. her name is Frederica. Oh, no, oh, damn it. It's not gay. That we're sucks. making it straight. Damn, damn it. it. <laughs> All right, go ahead, I guess. So, so okay. Um, fine. So he, was, <laughs> he was riding his horse and he came across another person riding in the other direction. Mm-hmm. As they approached, he realized he was staring at himself in different clothing. And despite the startling nature of this encounter, he actually said it was very soothing. Years later, on a visit... Are you still there? Yeah, I'm just upset. Okay. <laughs> My phone just flashed, and I was like, are you there? <laughs> like, did, did you hang up? Did you get so upset that you hung up? No. Fuck with it. I was like, kiddo, I'm done. I'm done talking to you. Finish the episode oh by yourself. God. No, no, no. I'm just quiet. Do it yourself. So years later, on a visit to the same friend's house, he realized halfway through his ride that he was wearing the same clothing as the doppelganger. And they were clothes he had not previously owned. They were like new clothes. <gasps> Ew. He said of the incident, quote, I saw, not with the eyes of the body, but with those of the mind, my own figure coming toward me on horseback and on the same road attired in a dress which I had never worn. It was a, a pike gray with somewhat of gold. As soon as I shook myself out of this dream, the figure had entirely disappeared. It is strange, however, that eight years afterward, I found myself on that very road to pay one more visit to Frederica in the dress of which I had dreamed, and which I wore not from choice, but by accident, end quote. Oh, that's creepy. And, like, I I would have to read it again, but it seemed like this was, like, he just didn't know how to quit her. Yeah, no, I get it. I mean, we've all been there. <laughs> we've all been there, you know, like, where, like, it seemed like that last visit was supposed to be the last one, but he kind of kept going to visit her, so maybe this was actually the last one, and that's why he saw himself again interesting i'm not sure that's That's, my fan theory that's fucking creepy um i knew (laughs) all right wow pulling in some anthony bridgerton vibes right now wow okay i haven't gotten that far okay guys i know i pretended i didn't like bridgerton a couple episodes ago i lied i'm reading it oh my god okay you're reading the viscount that loved me right uh no i'm reading the duke and i still okay so i'm in the viscount that loved me and no, it's just like oh I've just meant like what it's the show fun. has released. I just mean like in the ba- in the basic Netflix show, so like spoilers, I guess. But like he keeps going back to Sienna, like sir, sir, sir. That's all I have to say. Yeah. So we're gonna move on. Okay. <laughs> Perhaps most famously, Abraham Lincoln told okay. several of his friends. That on the night of his first election, he looked into a mirror and found two of his own face staring back at him. One was his own and normal, and the second looked exactly like him, except his face was pale and sickly and sort of lifeless. Uh And he told his wife, he went and told his wife, and she predicted, or she interpreted this to mean that it was an omen that he would die in his second uh, in his second term. She no. took the double image to mean his second term, and she was fucking right. Oh my god, Abigail! Her name's Abigail, right? I don't know. I, I thought it might have been Mary. Oh damn it! Whose wife's name is Abigail? Oh, John Adams. <laughs> yeah, that's the same. Um, <laughs> oh, okay, I'm gonna look it up real quick. M- no, it's definitely Mary. Um, um, huh. <laughs> Ooh, no. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't know if you know about this, but he also, so there's this photograph taken of his wife um, right after he died. And when it was developed, she he's in the photo. Have you seen this? No, you're kidding. Stop. He's my favorite Mary president. Mary Todd is her name. Mary Todd okay, is her and name. Guys, you know, I know people are going to be like, why is he your favorite president? It's only because he's the 16th president and my birthday's on the 16th. No other work was done there. I don't um, know who the 26th president is. Okay, you Google the photo of him and Mary. I'll Google who the 26th president is. No, you should Google the photo of him and Mary because I've seen it, dingus. Theodore Roosevelt. <laughs> oh, God, I'm good with that. Um, <laughs> can you Google the picture of Mary Todd? and Because I've already seen it, you dingle Mary hopper. Todd we're not together. <laughs> and Ghost Lincoln. Oh, you'll find it. Uh, oh, no. Oh, no. 
no, 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 it's no, him, no, 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 no. It's him, though, isn't it? I mean, that's and, the most And, like, photography him. is new. We don't have Photoshop yet. What the fuck? And here's Ew. the thing. Here's the thing. According to something I watched a while ago that I don't remember. Sure. The photographer did not know that was Mary Todd. <gasps> they were just, like, taking photos of bitches? Yeah, it's just, she just asked for her photograph taken, so they took the photograph. Like, they, were, they would have no reason to try to double expose an image of her late husband into the photograph. They didn't know who she was. Oh, man. Oh, So Mary man. Todd's, like, a fucking clairvoyant or something. I don't know. I want to hang out with Ghost Lincoln. Jealous? He's, he's probably not, like, He probably would PC. not enjoy me. Yeah, I don't think he and I, I, I don't think he'd like me all that much. Um, He'd be like, let's go to the theater. And he'd be like, no. No. (laughs) Too soon? (laughs) (laughs) It's like the joke that's like, I think the only actor to really get into the head, it was like after the Abraham Lincoln movie came out. (laughs) Oh yeah, was John Wilkes Booth. (laughs) Too soon? Too soon. 150 years later, too soon. That was, um, that was the guy who does Family Guy. I can't remember his stupid name right now. Oh, uh, yep. McFarland. There you go. <laughs> Love him. Great work. <laughs> okay, moving on to my last story, and this is by far my favorite. I'm so ready. So this is the story of Emily Sajay. Okay. So, while most of these stories describe a single or even occasional instance of a doppelganger, Emily Sajay was almost always with her doppelganger. But the thing is, Emily never saw her herself. Sightings of her double were so common that Emily Sajay had to move and start over 19 times over the course of 16 years. That's disgusting. No. No. Yeah. So the only manner in which Emily was aware of her doppelganger was her appearance would seem to, like, she would pale and Mm -hmm. um, all of her energy would kind of be drained and she'd become, like, pale and lethargic and clumsy and even kind of confused. But as soon as a doppelganger disappeared, these symptoms would vanish. Are we sure there's not, like, ghosts in her blood or something? I don't know. They she had needs a lot to of do weird... cocaine about it, for sure. Yeah, she needs to do cocaine about it, for sure. I just feel like that might be, like, drugs, but okay. I'm Drug. listening. So, <laughs> it's actually, this case is actually incredibly well documented, but it is only documented from one source, so let's mm. keep that in mind. Okay. In his 1860 book, Footfalls on the Boundary of Another World... Robert Dale Owens basically tells Sajay's story. He actually learned from, about it, allegedly from one of Emily's students from the 19th and final school where she worked. Interesting. So she was a teacher? She was a teacher. I'm sorry, I didn't mention that part. No, yeah, she was good. a teacher, and she had to change positions 16 times over, or 19 times over 16 years. Oh, I thought she just, like, started up her life and just, like, left town. Oh, yeah, but she was still, like, this okay. time I'll be a baker. Yeah, no, 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 no. she was a I mean, teacher. Okay. The student's name was Julie von Guldenstube. Of course. The daughter of a baron. Mm -hmm. And she was one of 42 students to witness Emily Saget's doppelganger in person. (gasps) No. So this is the part where I actually introduce her. Emily began teaching children when she was 16. And she looked like a fish to water. Sorry, that was supposed to be it up top. I was afraid. No, it's okay. (laughs) I was scared. I get it. So she took to it like a fish to water. She was well-liked by her students and was described as being very good at her job. Despite this, poor Emily would be dismissed upon the appearance of her doppelganger and would have to start afresh somewhere else. She was always given very good letters of recommendation, indicating that she was indeed a good teacher, so there must have been another reason why she was often let go. And I guess people just couldn't deal with this, like, identical spooky double that was following her around everywhere. I mean, that just feels like a non-confrontational fucking thing that I'd pull. I'd be like, look, you're... You're followed around by a ghost, um, and you've never seen them, and it's, I can't do it, so please leave, like. <laughs> Listen, you're a great teacher, great. but I can't fucking deal with this. Yeah, so but she's leave. been following you for months, and I just can't hang, so leave. Yeah, <laughs> like, you need to go. So, in 1846, Emily was 32, and she was working her 19th job in an all-girl school in Latvia. Okay. It was around this time that Robert Dale Owens documents the story. This was the school where um, Julie von Gubengluben lived and worked and got worked. 
attended. Whatever. Oh, yeah. I'm good at words. Did her thing. Did her thing. She was, like, nine years old, I'm sure. Only a few weeks into her new position, her doppelganger began rearing her identical spooky head. <laughs> so it began innocently enough. Uh, a student <laughs> would go looking for Saget and would ask if any other students had seen her, and two students would report seeing her in completely different places only moments before. Okay. These instances were dismissed pretty quickly, um, but then things began to escalate. Oh, my chest So one day... Okay. <laughs> it's going to get so bad. Are you okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I'm ready. Okay. My watch is telling me to breathe. <laughs> <laughs> breathe? God damn it. One day, Emily was giving a lesson when she approached the blackboard and began to write. Suddenly, an identical copy of the teacher appeared before, their, before the eyes of no fewer than 13 students, who watched as she stood directly beside Emily and perfectly mimicked the actions of the teacher in perfect unison. So she had no chalk in her hand, but she was writing on the chalkboard. No. I know. I... On... <laughs> Go ahead. I can't. I can't. I can't function. I'm, like, shaking. Uh-huh. I know. I know. It's so scary. It's so scary. So on... This is why I told you. I texted you last night, and I was like, thank fucking God the sun is still up. I'm terrified. <laughs> <laughs> On several occasions, Emily could be seen standing from a chair only to leave a copy of herself still seated. Mm-hmm. Okay. Students, teachers, and staff alike reported that Emily's doppelganger could often be seen standing behind Emily's chair at dinner, mimicking her eating motions without food or utensils in her hands. But, like, standing? Like, standing, looming behind huh. her chair. Oh, my gods, No. In one story, Emily was helping a student dress for a party by buttoning her into her dress, and the student turned to look at herself in the mirror and saw two Emilys standing behind her performing the action, and she probably fainted. (gasps) Mood. Yeah. So these events happened continuously during her time at the school, but everything came to a head when, again, all 42 students witnessed Emily Saget's doppelganger at once. No. 42? 40 all 42 students so the girls were all together in a class they were kind of working on embroidery i'm guessing it's like s what, what would we call that when we were kids um i need to lock like, my door hold on I just... okay yeah you're fine you're fine it's all good. <laughs> don't lock my bedroom door i i can't Mm-mm. no it's so spooky go ahead what 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 was it when we were kids and like we all had to like sit and read silently oh like yeah like reading time i don't fucking know yeah it was like Something silent reading, SSN. I remember that. Oh, SSR? SSR. Super silent reading. That's what we call it. Super silent reading. That's right. That's what we called it, too. So they were basically doing that, but with embroidery. Okay, sure. And Emily Saget could be seen by all of them. She was literally outside the window gathering flowers in the garden. They could all see her. She was right there. The teacher conducting the lesson actually left the room for for a moment, leaving all 42 girls alone and unsupervised. And a moment later, Emily appeared in the teacher's chair, the chair that the teacher had just vacated, despite being clearly visible in the garden outside, only now she appeared exhausted and pale. Wait, so hold on. So, Sajay, why do you keep seeing Emily? Emily Sajay, sorry. I have. Sorry, okay, thank you. No, no, no. Thank you. So Emily is teaching class and then the students see her. No, 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 no. Emily is in the garden. A different teacher is teaching class. The other teacher leaves the room and then suddenly (gasps) Emily Saget appears at the front of the classroom as though she were teaching the lesson, but she can also be seen right outside the window. Fuck no. Unsubscribe. (laughs) No. That's... Huh. Hmm? No. Mm Mm-mm. I'll be in my shirt if you need me. (laughs) um two of the students got up and approached the second emily saget now seated in the chair and they tried to touch her and noticed a quote soft and fabric-like resistance but they were able to walk through her (gasps) okay shortly thereafter the second emily saget disappeared and despite her less than solid form all 42 girls agreed that she looked so so realistic that if they couldn't see Emily Saget in the garden at that exact moment, they would have believed that she had just snuck into the room while they weren't paying attention. 
I, what? <laughs> no, I, I hate, I hate it. I, I, I hate it because like, obviously her doppelganger isn't like doing anything mean or whatever. Like she's not causing, like she's not harming anybody, but that bothers the shit out of me because like, what if I'm just like taking a turn around the gardens and like yeah. other me is just like hanging out on my desk. Like I, I can't do that. Afterwards, many of the students actually approached her, Emily Saget, and asked like, hey, did you feel kind of weird earlier? And she just replied that she had, she looked back through the window and noticed the children were unsupervised and disapproved as the children were probably getting themselves into trouble. So she literally was in the garden, looked through the window and was like, those kids shouldn't be by themselves. And her doppelganger was like, I got this. Well, first of all, that's nice of them. I mean, like, don't. It's like, it's like you have like a toddler and they're like, I'm trying to help you. And you're like, you're just breaking everything. (laughs) Well, so unfortunately, (sighs) students began to tell their parents about this strange and unusual teacher and enrollment began to plummet. So Emily Saget was let go as a result. Damn it to hell. Emily's fault. Like, I mean. I know. It's not her fault. She didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Some say that Saget was so ambitious that a second version of herself would appear to help her accomplish even more. Like, <sighs> she was literally so, like, like driven that she was astral projecting to do two things at once. I mean, that's kind of fucking cool. But, like, at the same... I just... It's I also just, terrifying. It's terrifying. Like, that is terrifying. <laughs> Other people suggest that maybe the second Emily was from an alternate dimension and they were kind of just slipping back and forth. Maybe, but you'd think that they would slip back and forth in like a moment in time or like in a location. This bitch follows her around. And she's like always wearing the same thing. She's always doing the same thing. I mean, occasionally she does different things like in this instance, but it's typically, yeah, it's the same moment in time, just two different locations, which is why I'm like, okay, maybe more of the astral projection thing. Not that I... Yeah, I don't know about that. Like, you know, that... yeah, I don't know. I don't have any, I don't have any fucking explanation. So I'm just like, I don't know. This is what people say. Yeah, so, thanks. I hate it. Like, mm-mm. Yeah. Emily herself had no idea why this was happening as she could not see her double herself. She had no control over its behavior or even when it would appear. Either way, people were thoroughly freaked out by her, and Emily often had to move as, an, as a result. Aw, poor Emily. This, I know. After this final school, she moved in with a sister-in-law to tutor her children, and the children often reported to seeing two Aunt Emilys. Oh my god. Um, it should be noted that there is little to prove that Emily really existed. No. A birth certificate has been found for a girl with Emily's surname born in Dijon, France in 1813. And that aligns with the timeline as well as an understanding that that was Emily's birthplace. Except this girl's name was Octivier Saget and Saget has a different spelling. Some this claim... bitch isn't even real. Great. No, that's well, better. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's possible because this is 1813 or not 1813, 1840s at this point. Um, she may have changed her name around that t- around the time she began teaching in order to escape a scandal or perhaps an illegitimate birth. 16 is really young. I mean, even then, yeah. 16 was pretty young to kind of, like, begin your occupation set up by yourself. So maybe there was a reason for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. Okay. I guess. That makes sense. But, you know, this is kind of the nature for history, especially for women. Emily disappeared from history after this last school, but maybe she just got married and changed her name. And that practice often effectively erases women. I mean, Mrs. Husband's first name and so forth. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, that it's designed that way. It's designed to like, I've, I've talked about this before. I talked about this before when I did that project and I, the only name I had was Mrs. George Franger and I had to figure out who the fuck she was because she didn't get to even have her own first name. That's insane. Well, you know that, um, our grandparents, I'm not going to name them, but Graham, of course, Graham, like will still yeah. has things Mrs. In that say Mrs. in the grandpa's name. Well, like, she and people, still, and I mean, I know that they're like 80. Still older than that but, but like oh yeah, well even like when i got married people were addressing like 
congratulations cards and stuff to Mr. and Mrs. Ian Castro. And I was like, absolutely fucking not. Yeah, I don't, I don't take that. Like, like I told Monique, I was like, don't you dare call me Mrs. Ian Castro at any point during the ceremony. No, because it would have been, all of us would have been like, ugh, gross. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, Let's start I over. Use Let's Ms. do this whole day again. Like, yeah, I use Ms. Ian can call me Mrs. Castro when I'm up to no good, but that's about it. That's how Mrs. Darcy. I'm sorry. I need to stop. <laughs> When he is both not absolutely incandescently happy. Sorry, I need to go to hell. <laughs> Straight to hell. Yeah, you're fine. Straight to hell. So whether ghost, omen, or astral projection, doppelgangers have been spotted all throughout history. And it should be noted that some mental illnesses could provide potential explanations for the sighting of doppelgangers. Mm-hmm. Hutoscopy is a psychiatric term used to describe the hallucination of seeing oneself at a distance. Um, this can be a symptom of epilepsy, brain tumor, or schizophrenia, among others. But that only accounts for when you see yourself. That doesn't yeah. account for when people have seen other versions of you. Like, I had a lot of weird-ass fucking dreams last night due to my allergic reaction. So I don't doubt that. <laughs> like, I had some weird Due to my dreams. anaphylaxis. I had a lot anaphy- of strange dreams. <laughs> I had a lot of, a lot of <laughs> odd dreams. I did, though. I like, woke up in the middle of the night, and I was like, I can't find it. And like I got out of bed, and then I was like, wait, what am I looking for? And I was looking for a pillow that's in the living room. I've done that. I mean, and you've I've done never, that. You've, I've, I've never taken that to in, bed. I've woken up to you in my bedroom going through my clothes in the middle of the night, and you were completely asleep. Like, it, so, it happens. Me, I mean, like, so, like, yeah, I mean, that's, I'm definitely sure. I mean, maybe it's mental illness, but it's definitely allergic reaction. Um, sure. <laughs> And so, like, it's for sure that one. We don't know about the other. But, so mm-hmm. the idea that, like, your brain does things when it's not happy or not doing so great, yeah, that makes yeah, fucking makes sense. sense. But well, especially, you know, out... Percy Shelley was having, like, a ton of depression. Um, one, I mean, I, it's hard because, like, it yeah. explains when people see themselves, but it does not explain when other people see them. And, like, that has happened so many times in this episode, and it's freaking me out. You were going like, to say. The only thing with, like, the Shelly thing is, like, okay, maybe they were all going through it because, like, the miscarriage of the baby. But you wouldn't publicize that. I mean, but then again, it's her family. So I just don't, you know, if, like, you're all going through it, maybe. But that's creepy. Yeah, it's it's bizarro. I don't, um, <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it. Um, wow. So outside oh of these, outside of these spooky examples, there have been many instances of people meeting very real doppelgangers, very real people who look exactly like them, especially since the invention of social media. Mm-hmm. So it is actually more likely than one might think to come across a twin stranger. On a YouTube channel actually called Twin Strangers, Irish host, oh, damn it, I meant to look this up. Hold on, let me make sure I can pronounce this correctly, because I think it's Neve, but I don't know for sure. Okay. How's it spelled? N-I-E-V-E-S? Uh, no, so it's N-I-A-M-H, but in Gaelic, M-H is the sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Neve. Okay, got it. N-A-I-M-H. Pronunciation. Hold up a minute. She's gonna Google this shit right on the spot, bitches. Neve, I was right. Okay, great. Neve. Neve. So the Irish host Neve has located and met three real life doppelgangers of so themselves. First she met, yeah. She she basically like put out a call for women who looked like her, and she found the first match she found was Karen, and they did a video where they matched their hair and makeup, and they look identical. And then from that video, she found Louisa, who lived in Italy, and so she flew in, and before she even met Louisa, she met Louisa's mom and best friend. To see, like, if they would, like, even, like, if they would agree. Mm-hmm. And they were like, you look exactly like her. Your mannerisms are even the same. <gasps> oh, that's fucking and creepy. Before finally meeting Louisa herself. And then, thirdly, she met Irene. And the two of them actually did a DNA test to see if they were in any way related. Were not they? Not only, no. They shared, not only did they share no genetic links, they weren't even the same haplogroup. Which means there isn't a connection in the last 20,000 years. So geneticists, geneticists say, you know, kind of like you said, there's only so much genetic diversity to go around. Yeah. And eventually just, you know, it's a perfect storm of genetics is going to result in two people who look very similarly. 
Well, what was interesting like, about these women is they were the same build. They had the same length and color of hair. Like, they were... You should oh. look this up. They are identical. Could you give the audience, actually, the, the, or the audience, the listeners, um, the name again? It's Twin Strangers on YouTube. Okay. And they actually have a website called TwinStrangers.com where you can upload a photo and find your own doppelganger. It was a little bit sketchy, so, you know, use at your own risk. Uh-huh. But, yeah, if you want to find your doppelganger, you might potentially be able to do that through this website. That's, I mean, I see the trend. There's, like, a trend on, like, TikTok um, mm-hmm. where dudes who will look like one another will, like, stitch or, like, duet the video. And, like, they'll just yeah. keep duetting with, like, different versions of themselves. And they all look, like, some look fucking identical. And that shit's creepy. Yeah. But some no, look varyingly similar, like, similar face structures, but they talk different or whatever. But that, it's not surprising. Like, my understanding is that there are at least 7,000, I don't know if that number's correct, people that look pretty much like you. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So, like... So, I yeah, real-life doppelgangers probably not gonna kill you. You see no. yourself on the terrace pointing out into the sea, maybe don't, call a psychiatrist. Yeah, maybe maybe check in. Just, like, tell people. Check like, in. That's all I have to say. Self-care. If you go to a beach and there's another version of you pointing into the ocean, I want you to call us and then call your mom and we'll come get you. Um, <laughs> we'll come pick you up, we'll get you a juice box, and we're going to go to the doctor. Because you don't, you, don't, you don't deserve that. It's safe space. No. None of us deserve to see another version of us pointing towards the ocean ominously in the middle of the day. Mm-mm, I don't have time I feel like that. that's just, you're right as an American to that, not have to see that. Yeah. Fuck the Second Amendment putting that in. Um, <laughs> and that is my topic. Dude, that was amazing. Oh my god. I the my like the people below me in the apartment below me are moving and I keep jumping and like it is broad daylight. There's a frog squishmallow behind me and I am terrified. I, I am know. It's 10:30 in the morning and I'm losing my mind. I'm fucking flipping out. Like this was amazing. Oh my god. This was amazing. I'm so glad. Yay. Oh my god. Thank God for oh you. My god. Thank God for you, girl. No, and we don't look very much alike, so I'm not worried that you're my dog. We look alike, but, like, I mean, like we're the same human being, being, but there's, like, blood And we have and very stuff. different hair and eye colors, and you have freckles, and I don't, so. Yeah, and I'm fine. very short. Um. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. 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 Yeah. Wow. So, thanks for thanks. joining us here on the Fiends of Folklore. Ugh, fucking love that. So, are we calling it Fiends of Folklore? We'll, we'll workshop it. Fiends of Folklore 1, Ooh. or, like, what are we calling it? I think Fiends of Folklore 1, that sounds good. Okay, you know. And you can put in parentheses, formerly Spooky Tuesday. Oh yeah, no, it'll be like the longest fucking title on the planet, and I cannot wait. I'm so excited. Okay. Oh my god. Um, where can they find us, Abby? Yeah, fabulous question. So, um, <laughs> if you search social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, if you search the Friends of Folklore, or at Friends of Folklore, um, that's Friends of Folklore without the R-E, because it was too many letters. Um, you'll find Ooh. us. I post random shit on all forms of social media rather inconsistently. So it's like a little surprise for yourself. You never know what you're going to get. And then <laughs> if you want to email us your new fiends of folklore, hashtag spooky Tuesday, formally, um, ideas, you want to just send us emails. Maybe you have a doppelganger. If you have a doppelganger, I need to know. I don't care who you are. Oh my God. I need to know. You're going to email us. Know. All right. Like binding contract. <laughs> so email us at the friends of folklore at gmail.com and holy shit happy wow okay happy new new year new new uh new podcast <laughs> new, new fears new year new year new, new year um, new fear yeah new, year, like new, new like phobias that. and <laughs> thanks a bunch bye-bye bye-bye